There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more. ¿Qué tal amigos? Mi nombre es Roman Rojas y Tremenda Vaina es el podcast donde te contamos cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro historias solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? En el último episodio de Tremenda Vaina te contamos de un muchacho en China que vendió una parte de su cuerpo para comprarse un iPad. ¿Será verdad? ¿Será mentira? Suscríbete en iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify o tu plataforma favorita. También nos puedes seguir en Twitter, Instagram o Facebook. El mundo enfrenta una pandemia. Encuentre respuestas y acceda a información veraz y confirmada en el especial de NTN24 sobre coronavirus COVID-19. Escuche los contenidos de NTN24 en su plataforma de podcast favorita. Total Wine and More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine and More has you covered at TotalWine.com. Okay, Mike's birthday is coming up. Ooh. Who? Um, oh, Juan Bago. Juan yes, Bago's right. birthday is coming up, and we, I'm not going to reveal his age. <laughs> you know, he's he's in the 28 to 38 range for an actors for actors. Oh, for yeah, his stage. <laughs> his Hollywood age. That's correct. Um, but the question is for everyone: uh-huh. What would you get yourself for your own birthday? Ooh. What gift would you give yourself? Knowing yourself for like your own no birthday. budget, like it could be whatever we want. Yeah, like if you could like uh, go into someone else's body and then have them buy a gift for you, what would it be? Oh, that's a different uh, question. Okay. 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 All right, I'll go first. Uh, I'd get lipo. Wow. I'd send myself lipo because I. Who I, would gift it to you? I, somebody, one of my friends that knows me really well. How do you give that? A gift card or? If like somebody a, no. gifted me lipo, I'd be like, "Fuck you." That's like an intro in an email. Like, <laughs> hi, meet Dr. Dr. And uh, oh, did they blindfold you? And then it's like, <laughs> surprise, you're in a doctor's. You're, yeah, you're in a doctor's I'm already, office. Yes. You're gonna get your operation. I'm gonna get an operation. <laughs> I would. Okay, so if I were my husband. You should no. pay attention if you're listening, husband. Uh, I would do like an all-paid-for shopping spree at the duty-free Louis Vuitton store Dang. in St. Bart's. Wow, that was is that very, specific or that was very specific? Yeah, wow. it's not. It's not. It doesn't sound like you've had that planned in your mind. Before. Well, a piece of me is like Jew moment. You get them cheaper, duty-free, and that's like one of my favorite vacation spots. Wow. Me, uh, I want a party like in LA, like overlooking LA, like with a pool and like some oh. fine ass chicks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Someone's right. single. That's Someone, nice. Someone wants to be in a hip hop video. Yeah. yeah, that's what it sounds like. The reboot of Entourage, <laughs> uh, Jamie. I just um, I want like a surprise. You know where they have to bring out the cake, and then like a girl like pops out of the cake and surprises you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Okay. Like I wouldn't do anything with a girl because I have a girlfriend. Like, right. Like, no, right. of course. She probably would be there in the room, but uh-huh. I would just want to be shocked. Like, oh shit, there was some money in the cake. What the hell? Can if we- she's smart, it would be her popping out the cake. <laughs> I think she's a little claustrophobic. So I don't think <laughs> she'd be like, get me out of here. The Latinos Out Loud podcast.
yo, 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 Okay, this is it. <laughs> what is it? I ask you guys every week, do I really need to say what it is? What is it? What it's is the it? Latinos Out Loud podcast. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I... That's right. Woo. That rings the bell. Okay, look. Carlos has yeah. had like two weeks prepping for new sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like even before the show started, he had his finger on that button. You right away. You what was it. that? Like, was <laughs> that a parade <laughs> sound effect? <laughs> Can you play it again? What the? <laughs> Lasers? <laughs> that was, oh. yeah, that was. Carlos told us, he warned us, he's wow. got, I got some new sound effects, and I'm not going to tell you what they are. I'm just going to play them whenever I feel appropriate. He was like, wow. I got 250 sound effects. Wow. And I'm going to use them it's all. It's a fun game, actually. Yeah, it is. You don't expect it. Yeah. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome. Welcome. Hello, uh, this Welcome. is the Latinos Out Loud podcast, episode number 28. Woo. Yeah, like Ow. room 28. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Man. like Jamie's shirt. You um, repping room twenty eight nice. right now. Nice. Well, this was all my only clean shirt, so I didn't know. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know. It was laundry day twenty eight. Yeah, laundry day. Laundry day yeah. How are you fellas doing? We're good. I'm, I'm good. good. I'm good. Thank you. But Frank, wait, you look what's good, your name? Frank. Thank you. Thank you. But wait, what's your name? Who me? You guys do your roll call. <laughs> it's just me. It's just little old Rachel Aloka. It's just uh, Rachel. I'm Juan Bago. And Jay Ferns. Bless you. Thank you. Frank Nibs. Hi guys, hey. we're here. Yes, Hello. and we've got a little bit of an audience today. Yeah, we got yeah, uh, a little people. micro audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is like that what it's it. called? Intimate. A micro audience, right? Yeah. Intimate. Yeah. Very it's like a talk intimate. back, you know. Hey, what's going on? If you have any on? questions, feel free to interrupt yeah. the podcast and ask away. Do you want to jump on the mic? Just sit right here. Just sit right next to us. <laughs> this is like, have a conversation. This is like a like a good amount of people in the audience because like these are this is when people in the audience can give you like tips like if you have something hanging from your nose they'll be like, like yeah, Jamie right there's right. something yeah. your zipper's open Rachel, and it's like oh thanks legs. thanks one of the three people in the audience <laughs> <laughs> we have so much to talk about we Ooh. need to get into it All All right. a lot has been happening yeah. in the last couple of days how are we going to do the segue because I feel like that's where we struggle the most it's one thing we need to work on so how do we do this how do we set this up I wouldn't even give it thought let okay. the segue come to you don't look for the Segway. Well, Rachel, you had an amazing weekend. I sure did, buddy. I sure did. Shiver me timbers. Oh, my God. I don't even know where to start, you guys. Mm. Okay, so Friday night was the comedy derailed, a hilarious variety show. Yes. Mm. Yo, son, all I have to say is these women brought it. Yeah. Being a part of an all-female production. And when I say an all-female production, I mean the flyer designer, the tech girls, Everybody. the stage managers, Everybody. the ushers, the actors, wow. the directors, the writers. All had vaginas. Wow. It was amazing. Wow. wow. It was amazing. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love that. That's amazing. Great sound effect. Carlos, you are just. Tell me, he was itching all weekend. He was thinking about this. Can't wait till Monday. And now, I could talk about it all I want. And there's mm -hmm. so many things that I could say, but two of you out of the four of us, I'm not going to mention who wasn't there. <laughs> no! Um, it got sold out! Uh-huh. Did you not expect it to? No! I just got lazy. Like, I did my Jamie lazy thing. Although, the other past shows that Rachel's done, I actually was surprisingly, like, alert and got my tickets early. And then I just left it till last. I was going to get, oh, the day before, it'll be bad. 
I don't, you know, I didn't think there were assigned seats, probably right. like there'd probably be one or two, and there was, but I missed it right mm. when it got, yeah, it got sold out. Yo, dude, it, was... it got sold out the day I before. I thought Frank was oh. gonna get tickets because Frank does the same thing. Yeah, I do. Yo, can I get the ticket like no. the day of? I was, I was, I probably was the last person to get the last two tickets. I believe I saw the last two, yeah. and I told the girls, I'm like, you guys, these are gonna be gone in the next 15 minutes, they were. and that was Thursday. I'm just saying, I'm not trying to be cocky, but a Rachel La Loca production, it, it's packed. gonna, it's yeah. gonna sell out. You there know what I'm saying? There was people sitting on the aisle, on like on the middle too, the aisles. I saw two people yo, standing. Everybody was hitting me up for tickets today. I'm like, late. crack, son. They yeah. were like, yo, yo, come on, let me get that quick hit. Just quick hit. Just let me get that. I'll sit in the aisle, yo. I'll come I'll backstage. I'll sit in the aisle, yeah. That's yo, <laughs> homeboy told homeboy, you know, our friend who we're going to talk about later, he was like, yo, I need a ticket. And I was like, okay, this is what you do. Come early, put your camera around your neck. I don't need you to take pictures, but pretend you're the photographer and you'll wow. get in. Ah, that's oh, a hack. You got to you gotta have like a small TV in the lobby and then you can get like more seats there. Like people just watch it the TV. That's true. So again, I can go on and on and on about it, but I would love to hear since Frank and Bago were there. I just want to reiterate, Frank and Bago were there <laughs> um, and bought their tickets on time. Oh, uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts. I love the stand-up. The stand-up was great. Mm. Gloria, Glory. Glory, Mora, D, Nasty, and, and Ariana, Ariana Rodriguez. They were great, all of them. Wow. Amazing. And your, some of your sketches were amazing also. I like the one with McKenna. And you come out as Cardi B. Oh, I did that. I'm that like, was you dope. know what? I was like, let's pimp out the pregnancy. That was dope. I'll be Cardi B, more like Cardi Blanquita, because I'm obviously nah, don't look you like her. But I got the long Cardi B wig from Fordham Road. Yeah. Oh shit. And uh, <laughs> that's authentic, right there. You actually did, right? Yeah. I was like, if I'm gonna be Cardi B, I need to get a wig from the Bronx. And you were pregnant, and she's pregnant. Hi. So, hello. Can you we know? hear um, a little bit of Cardi B? Well, it was a rap. Oh, see, I like how you touche put me on the spot <laughs> to bring back Jamie. some lines from the show, which is far escaped the from my studio mind. It, you know? I did. A, it was a sketch called Bars of Herstory, mm-hmm. and it was meant. See, all the sketches that I wrote for this show were obviously female driven, but I wanted all of them to have a message. Because a very smart writer one time, her name is Linda Nieves Powell, told me that anything you write should have a message. Mm. So I try to inject that into my writing. So basically, it was um, like a school auditorium set up and like uh, Cardi B was going to come out and like educate everybody on women's history through rap but she was running late from her OB appointment so she was having contractions y'all so then two of the teachers had like a little Hamilton shindig set up already they were like oh we have something already packaged and we could do it so they come out doing rap wax all about women's history but then Cardi comes out and she obviously you know schmerders and and then I did a quick, you know, um, Oprah's rich. You can mess with her if you wanted to. She's impressive. Started from bottom. She's smarter than most dudes. Rosa Parks didn't get up because she didn't want to. She was quick to lead a movement because she was uncomfortable. Look. Ah. Missy Copeland dances. She make money moves. Hey. So it was all about Borac I prepared for the show, people. I, yeah, because Jamie does that a lot. He likes to pop up those questions there. You know? And get you well, on the no, spot. I mean, I mean, I wasn't there, so like, I, I'm getting a little Of course. Nervous. There was that thank you, Frank. Yes. Mike, any notes? Uh, I really enjoy the interactiveness of the audience. Like, your husband was in the audience. And oh, it was boy. Like, Here we go. I heard about this. almost went on stage. Wait, what? Like, it was like this, what, what's going on? He almost went on stage. What yeah, happened? Yeah, he had a really good time. Because... By the way, I could sue you because you used my image without my permission for the show. Like, several times. Several uh, times. Yeah. But there was that one sketch about the, the female pimp. 
right? Yes. And then they uh, showed a couple of the clients that they had, and it was me and your husband, DJ EM, and uh, he <laughs> lost it when he said, yo, that's me, oh my God, yo, that's Bago, oh. and everyone was laughing. Edgar EM was DOA, drunk on arrival. Really? Because oh. he was pre-gaming with his boy, DJ Precise, oh boy. at Jimmy's in Midtown. I didn't know this. I just thought he was having a good time from backstage. I was like, wow, my husband's really into my comedy tonight. Usually he's just like, yeah, it was funny. <laughs> but that night he was really like, you know, I heard him and I was dying laughing. So I used Bago's face as a character who was one of the, um, not the pimps, one of the hoes. And his name was Leonardo Dick Caprio. Oh, nice. And it was okay. like, you know, that, you know that meme that like Leonardo DiCaprio from The Great Gatsby where he's like holding the drink and had Bago's head superimposed on it. Yeah. And then Edgar's character was uh, Jizz Lightyear instead of Buzz Lightyear. Uh, and it was Edgar as Buzz Lightyear. Oh my God. He lost it. So he was buzzed. Definitely yeah. buzzed. Oh, oh. Wait, yeah. Very good, Jamie. Oh man. Very Jamie. good. Very good. So, so yeah, and then and then when he saw uh, poor Anthony, by the way, I think he's missing a rib because Edgar was squeezing him throughout the whole show. Wow! And he was he just gets very touchy feeling. That, yeah, that, you know that tipsy tap that you're, you're tapping your, tap. your, your your chest. You're like, yo, yo, you saw that? And then when Anthony's face came, uh, was on the screen, that was it. He I used literally him as a hoe also. Oh man, it was what crazy. Was what was his hoe? Um. Oh man, that escapes me. I don't remember the name I gave Anthony, but it was another play on. It was another play, but it was a great show. I enjoyed it. Uh, I was front row. Thank you so much. Oh, he was instead of Jake Gyllenhaal, Jake Jiggly Balls. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you. Re- I'm glad you remembered that because that's a. Funny- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jiggly balls! Wow. Uh, wow! Yeah, no, I had a great time. I had front row seats. Thank you so much, Rachel. There was one seat that was available. I guess that was going to be for Jamie, but he didn't get this ticket. Aye. So you know yeah. that how that that's how it works. But I had a really great time. It was great to see um, the diversity too. Yeah. And I'm and there were some friends that I saw perform for the first time live, and they really did a great job. Shout out to Brenda. Shout out to Dean Nasty. They they really did a great job on stage. You know? Definitely. Kat Lazo, Sarah Houghton, shout out to everybody, McKenna Cox. These women really came together in a very special way. Like this, I think, is, is bigger than I originally thought. You know, I really did it because I told you guys the vision of just like kind of bridging the gap and bringing different comedy schools together because some of the girls represent UCB, some of them represent the pit, right. some of them represent Instagram comedy, others just do stand up. And I was like, well, why aren't we working together? We're all doing comedy, so right. why are we segregated? Are you planning to do another one? Dates already booked. Ooh, Date, nice. It was too, it was too wow. magical for it to be Jeez. a one-off. Is oh, it going to be like the Expendables, where you're going to have some of the same people, but also maybe some new people in there? New people are already hitting me up, Ooh, and I wow. think this can be like a rotation kind of thing, where like, or it could be a cast of twenty. Like you could do different sketches with different people and have stand-ups and show videos. How funny were the videos? They got mm. good responses. Mm-hmm. Brenda's video of oh, if yeah. women did the cat calling, oh, right. it kills me. She got a lot of hits on that video. Yes, she mm. sure did, and yeah. a lot of comments, because yeah. she went there. Right, right. Yeah. It was a great video about what if the roles were, were reversed. reversed. Right. If you want to know more about that video, go to uh, one of our past uh, LOLs, where she was the guest. And yes. she talked about it That's right. more in depth. Jamie, wow, that was... Great yo. episode with Brenda Raquel. Also go to her Instagram, Miss Big B, if you want to yeah, see the actual yeah. video. Thank you guys so much for coming. Thank Always you, Jamie, Rachel for not. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll do it again. Speaking of Jamie, Jamie, how was your July 4th? Um, it was cool. My sister got a pool oh. now, so... Ooh. 
Nice. Um, she, it's like one of those, like, it's not like a crazy big pool. It's one of those like pools you buy. Like a blow up pool? It's yeah. Like a blow up pool? No. But it's like a good, no, not a blow up pool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what a blow up I said yes. I don't like even know what a blow up pool is. Okay. No, not that. Only two people fit in it, and it's four feet. It's like one time use only. Yeah. It's one you can buy, like, you know, like at Walmart or something like that. But it's big. It's big enough, right? So the job. You could play, like, you know, pool basketball in it, you know what I'm saying? Which is what we were doing. Right. Um, are you good at it? Are you good at pool, pool basketball? basketball? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was slamming on like my little nephew, like <laughs> wow, hardcore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can see you being really good at like Marco Polo in the pool. You know, Marco yeah, Polo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it was pretty good. But um, I usually like deep pants people. You know, when they're not oh, looking. Oh, you're that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Just I to can't. get the edge. But um, <laughs> anyways, that's weird. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> that night, July 4th, was fireworks. So my, my brother, he used to be like the ultimate fireworks guy back in the day, like in the 80s. When they, when it was legal. Yeah, no, he was the guy that people went to. He was like, yo, was it, Joe, where's Joe? I need to get my... Really? I got Roman candles. I got jumping yeah. jacks. Oh, you remember? He would get them from Damn. like, I don't know I got where he was. bottle rockets. He would go to like Pennsylvania or something like that yeah, and come back and he had his trunk filled. In the heights, with, right? Yeah, and everybody would go to him. Um but now he's older. He's a lot older. He's like in his fifties now. Yeah. Um, and he so this year, you know, he bought some like he bought some fireworks like out on the street, mm-hmm. oh, and wow. and they were all like PG thirteen kind of sparklers. Yeah, they were all they were all different versions of sparklers. Like it was like, oh, you thought this was something that was gonna blow up, and it just became like a really a really big sparkler. Oh no! Hey guys, I got snaps. Everybody throw them on the yeah, floor. Yeah, Let's exactly. Go. Like I hate those things. Like he would he was holding you know holding something where you think you know usually something a bunch of crazy shit comes yeah. out uh-huh. so he's holding it like Statue of Liberty style uh-huh. and just a couple of sparklers <laughs> came out I was like wait what this is what we were waiting for yeah I missed like, the old bro yo come out come out for the show I'm so like, anticlimactic my yeah God. and so then, then the next door neighbors and my sisters they had the real shit so you so, snuck out and went no, to them no we saw it from our oh. we saw it from her house we could see like they just had the hardcore loud ass like rated R kind of fireworks right, they had like, the real, yo, the real illegal, deal like and so he he we I looked at him and he was kind of felt bad wow because he still you know we were all paying attention to the other like the, na- the neighbors and he still had a little sparkler in the corner like yeah I feel, yeah. I feel like next year he's gonna come back to the dangerous brother I think next year he's yeah. gonna get some and stuff like that yeah. next year he's next going year to PA to yeah smuggle. next year he's gonna go with, come yeah, back going, with a vengeance in, yeah. like maybe too hardcore yeah. oh my wow. god uh, he's gonna but, have a barge like off of the Passaic <laughs> River <laughs> like his fireworks are so bad like my sister's dog who's scared of everything was literally just like standing next to it and watching. I was like, "Wow, that's not really." Where's the show? Like, like all the little kids were all the little kids were like were in the house playing video games while the fireworks. Like he was like, "Where are the kids at? Come out! I want them to see this." They're like, "Nah, we're good. I'm I'm Xboxing." <laughs> So uh-huh. next year he has to like get his his firework yeah, his pride together. back. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, other than that, it was it was pretty good. Yeah. Oh it's man. Good. You guys had a good fourth. Yeah, I had a really good fourth. Oh yeah. Oh really? Friend. Yeah, my friend Joe invited me over to his house. He had uh, he put like this skillet or something over his stove, and he made a burger for me. Oh, that was a That's, barbecue. Yeah. That was... And then we heard the, they do uh, they do that. Yeah. Okay. An indoor barbecue. Right. And then Sounds we like were fun. playing video games, <laughs> and somebody got a message that there was a lady climbing the Statue of Liberty. And then we switched on the TV, and we saw the lady climbing the Statue of Liberty. So that was my fourth. Okay. So it was, you know, 
for Statue of Liberty, somebody's climbing up, burger. Wow. Yeah, everything that, everything got covered. Me too. Like, I was at home, and I put a, a, a hot dog in a microwave. Mm -hmm. And I also tuned in, and I was also watching that lady that was scaling the Statue of Liberty. Right, so it was, wow. it was fitting. I roasted a marshmallow on my stove. Wow. That was my barbecue. <laughs> and watched the Macy's fireworks on TV. Beautiful. <laughs> We're old and yeah, boring. Are. I We're just washed. realized. Yeah. We're washed. I'm glad we entertain people on this podcast. I was looking for. I was looking forward to your barbecue, but uh, you know, apparently you didn't have right. it this yeah. year. Do have the tradition? Oh, yeah, you have the tradition. Don't bring it back. I'm so sad. I, I just couldn't. I know. I know. You were I'm, tired. I'm 75 months pregnant. I know. I know. And How does that work? It just, I can't. <laughs> 75. Yeah, that's how I feel. And. <laughs> Carlos! I, think, I feel like Carlos never pays attention to our podcast, but now that he has like 250 podcast sound effects, he's tuning in very, very focused. I'm sorry to disappoint. I really wanted to do a barbecue, oh, but I just right. do not sorry. have the strength. I, I just you. don't. Well, Frank and I were uh, together yesterday. Yeah. Uh, we were shooting some sketches, and we had to do a fake World Star video, but we got a little scared. Jose, too, is here. Because um, some Did lady... It. Because it was small Anthony beating up me and Heidel, and uh, some lady drove her car right next to us and like picked up the phone. It caused a scene. It was and, crazy. Yeah, we thought she was calling like 911 on us. And then some dude across the street was like, yo, crazy, they're fighting, la, la, la. And uh, luckily, n nothing happened. But um, but for a moment there, we thought we were going to get shut down and get arrested. It got real. Yeah. Wow. And then afterwards... We went to Marcos's house. Oh boy! And uh, Marcos Sotomayor, who we spoke about for about ten minutes on last week's episode, and everything that Rachel said is absolutely true. No, because when oh, we, I love when this happens. Go because ahead. we parked the car, and then Marcos's dad comes. He goes, "Yo, I got a sketch idea. It's gonna be hilarious." So he sounds yeah. just like Marcos. He's just exactly what? the same way. And then the brother afterwards was hanging out. He sounds just like them. And then I'm laughing, seeming like I'm being rude, but it's because I'm getting the flashback of Rachel telling the story from the last episode. Oh, were... I love when you think I exaggerate, but I really am being factual. Like, I was not exaggerating you were with that BS, story. Yeah? yeah, it was 100% true. Yo. Wow. 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 Hilarious. Yo, that's hilarious. Yo, I gotta shout out Marco Sotomayor real quick because the maternity pics are up. They premiered today. You released them. Today. Today you I did released a press them. release and then you put yeah. them out. I did not do a press release. I've seen them. But I put them on my Instagram on my Facebook and I broke the internet I hate wow. to say uh, Marcos is an exceptional photographer wow. and captured such beautiful moments I gotta tell you though so my husband was like you're not putting them fucking pictures on the internet right no. cause some of them were very sexy I told right, you I right, was like right. scantily clad yes. and I was like alright out of respect for you cause I love you my husband I cropped the vag shots right. I cropped wait you have vag shots <laughs> wow not What's raw this? vag who, shots who are you emailing I, these I, pics to I think I'm on uh, your husband's side on this yeah. one <laughs> <laughs> I know <laughs> there was some what was the like, theme like why are you having bad shots actually the theme was this is my body and I'm embracing it you know oh, what I'm okay. saying alright including so, the badge. You know, but no though the badge was covered but like you can clearly see it so I was like alright I'm gonna cut from <laughs> the abdomen down wow so I cropped some of the pictures so okay. those other ones are for internal use only alright I wanted to I wanted to comment and I didn't know if it was like if it was like a comment that would have offended you but I was gonna be like I don't think they're ready for this belly 
But is that with that is that is that something where it's like don't mention the belly because no, Jamie, that would have been very All acceptable. Right. I don't think they're ready for this belly. I can still, I can still. Hey, do it's it. not too late. You can get oh, on your phone right now and put that before someone else does it before you. No, now I'm gonna be like, yo, which one was the crop? The, the, the vagina crop pictures. Uh, you could tell which one it was. Really, look, you'll see my poor cropping job. Oh, there were two, but again, Edgar was like, come on. You know, and I agree, you know, out of respect for my husband, I don't right. want people to, because there are some freaks out there. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I encountered a few in Spanish Harlem as I was walking <laughs> through the streets uh, with I my I like the shot that you were in the shot. middle of the street. That was really a really cool one. Yo, that and was it looked dangerous, shot. though, too. It wasn't, so, so many people said, like, <laughs> I would Yo, you saw it, right? <laughs> no, actually, okay, so this is, shout out to Marcos again, because we were walking across Third Avenue, which is usually a very busy thoroughfare right. in Manhattan, and there were no cars. It was as if the streets were like, take the picture. Wow. And so I stopped, and he goes, strike a pose real quick, and it was just like in five seconds, wow. he caught the best shot. Yo. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to get yeah. hit. <laughs> <laughs> <I above. laughs> It's really how he talks, y'all. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, with that being said, it's time for my favorite segment, the Abuchincha Bites. Right. I've been waiting all day. Aye. I've been waiting all night. Aye. I've been waiting all day. Abuchincha Bites. I've been waiting all day. I've been waiting all night. I've been waiting all day. Uh, shout out to Anthony. By the way, Rachel's been saying for the last few weeks, you need to step up your game and come mm. up with some new Bochincha by intros. So if you're hearing this, Anthony. I don't know if I said it in that context, Anthony. Mm. Um, <laughs> step up your game. I, yeah, I don't think I said those words. Uh, but it would be nice to hear another Anthony creation because they're so good. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, can you stop cutting Frank off from his segment? <clears throat> It's Jamie. I mean, Jamie. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I promise. Brain. I won't, I won't, I won't uh, interrupt Jamie. you, Frank, when you do your okay. fake news. Hello, folks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Frank. I mean, Jamie. Um, okay, so today, uh, today, usually I do a lot of, you know, um, gossipy stuff. Yeah. But yeah. I really wanted to talk about this, this, um, this cave, these kids that are stuck in the cave. What happened? You don't know about it? I know no, about it, but I don't know the details. It's crazy. No, I'm going to get into it. I'm going to explain the whole thing because it's, it's like a movie. It's like, wow. Like, I need to, if they ever make a movie about this, I'm going to watch it because wow. it's like crazy. But anyways, so um, June 23rd, a group of 12 boys between the ages of 11 and 16 went with their soccer coach to explore a cave. Explore okay, a cave. In the Tham Luang Nang Non Cave System. What's that have to do with soccer? Uh, <laughs> yeah, for real. I was, uh, Already, yeah. I would have been suspect. Yeah, I don't know how they do it in Thailand, but I would think, like in America, you need like a parent's permission slip yeah. to do shit like that. Yeah, you know, to explore a cave. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like we need a permission slips to like go to the museum, right? Which has like cave exhibits. It's not even like real cave shit. Um, anyway, they so they enter heavy rain picked up, and the rising water trapped them inside. Oh, <gasps> yes. Again, I don't know who the ringleader of this excursion was, but why don't you check the weather that day? You know what I'm saying? I like, agree. I don't know. The, I don't know who the Al Roker of Thailand is, <laughs> but if you know, or the, or the if, Sam Champion of, uh, if he says it's like a nice day for a walk in the cave, right. then by all means, right? Right. But if he's like, "Yo, we're in the middle of like it's the middle of monsoon season there," wow. So you know that's probably not a good time to like go like you know traipsing around the cave areas. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> like. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe do laser tag next time, or um, or soccer. 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 Maybe that's an option. So how many? How many of them did they get out? I know they got a few of them out, right? Uh, no, I think they got like eight or nine. Well, okay, I'll get to that. So the group they go missing. 
Okay. No, they're missing for nine days, so people don't know where they are. Right? Oh my god! Um, then they were discovered uh, nine days later by divers, um, and people were happy about it. It was like, "Yo, it was a feel good moment. We found the kids alive. They were alive. Wow! So everybody, that was Thank like god. everybody felt good about it. That's just the be- that was just the beginning though, Ooh. because now they got to get them out, and getting them out is pr- proving to be like a bitch. You know what I'm saying? Because First, the oxygen levels. I don't have oxygen saying the story. The oxygen levels in the cave were dropping. So they couldn't They couldn't wait till October, which is the end of monsoon season. That's when the water levels would fall. You know, you know right. it'd be easier. Um, so anyway, they, they brought out the rescue team, right? The best of the best, right? Mm-hmm. Like 13 specialist divers. Wow. Like five Thai Navy SEALs. Maybe Michael Phelps. I think they were just <laughs> they were just looking for the best swimmers. So I'm pretty sure he they called him. Um, he was too high though. He was probably too him. high. <laughs> uh, so look, the route the boys and the divers need to travel to get out of the cave is 2.5 miles. Damn. Wow. And portions of it are like submerged, right? Wow. Not all of them, but and it, but most of it. And um, so it takes experienced experienced divers five hours to make the trip. So these kids got to do that, you know. Um, And unfortunately, you know, a a Thai diver didn't make it already. One guy didn't make it. Uh, So, I mean, so imagine these kids. Like, they got to. So so there was a lot of, like, what are they going to do? Even Elon Musk tried to to help out. Like, Mm -hmm. he tweeted. Um, he tweeted out that he has an escape pod. (laughs) Hey, guys, uh, if you need an escape pod, I can send you one. Maybe I cover that in fake news. Yeah, right. Yeah, no. Um, I heard two of the kids were like racing each other and it ended up being a tie. Is that a terrible joke uh, to make? I'm sorry. You Is it too soon? <laughs> Carlos. <laughs> that's the, that's the, do we edit this continue. joke out? <laughs> type of joke? Sorry. Jimmy, continue. <laughs> no, uh, okay. You got right. my whole attention. So back to the, back to Get the. Get it, in- tie, a tie. All right. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the intrigue of what's <laughs> so um anyway, so when they are gonna be extracted, each of the boys they wear a dive mask as they enter the water. Um, but they will they won't be they'll barely be able to see anything in front of them. So for five hours they'll just be like in almost pitch pitch darkness. Wow. Scary. So but yeah, basically underwater, mostly in the dark for five hours, led by a diver who is carrying the oxygen oxygen tank and then guided by a rope. Wow. Did he uh, tie the rope? <laughs> Sorry. No, well, this Enough. is what. Yeah. Enough. No more. No more tie jokes. Wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, come on. Uh, <laughs> anyways, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's enough. No L- more out of me. Basically, look, look. If if you're one of these kids, you have to be pissed off at the soccer coach. Yeah. And who yes. is assistant, right? Because these are the people that they like they're the adults. Mess. Yeah. You know, I'd be like, yo, you did this to us, all right? Like, do you see the basketball coach didn't do shit like this? Yeah, like, what were your goals in doing this? That is crazy. <laughs> Sorry. No, so you went wrong, no right? That's it. The baseball team, you know, went to Six Flags Thailand, but we go to freaking caves and get stuck. Um, I think there's a Six Flags Thailand. There's Six Flags everywhere in the world, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, look, the good Google news search. is they already, start, they already started taking out the kids. Oh, that's good news. Thank I think goodness. Ar- around six have been re- rescued at the time of that we're recording. Nice. Um... Um, but yeah, like I said, I would. This would be like a super, a super intense movie. Like I, agree. I could imagine The Rock playing one of the Navy SEALs. Definitely. Yeah. Like The Rock could be any race, so he could be Thai. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm half Thai. It's it's okay. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, maybe Scarlett Johansson can be like the soccer coach because she likes to play pretty much everything nowadays. Mm. Um, 
That's wow. timely. Look it up. Look what she's doing right now. Okay. Um, <laughs> but like, I'd be in the theater watching that movie. But um, that sounds interesting. That could be a movie. You're that right. could be a movie. Yeah. But all the prayers to the family of everyone involved. That's yeah. a crazy yes, story. Yes. All jokes aside, that's crazy. Wow. Um, all Thai jokes aside, that's that's crazy. <laughs> um. Anyway, next Bojicha bite, real quick. Justin Bieber is engaged. Ooh. Come on. Wow. Another pop star that has decided to put a ring on it. Ooh. After um, uh, Ariana Grande, I was going to say Selena Grande. I'm combining the pop stars. <laughs> <laughs> Britney Aguilera. Um, yeah, after like a month of like dating um, that was Haley, that was cool. Haley Baldwin. Um, wow. they, I, they knew each other as friends beforehand, but... Like they really started getting hot and heavy. How about the other girl who was going out for a long time? What was that? Was her name? Um, oh, she must default be default model. I don't know. She must be hurt. Oh, Selena Gomez. No, yeah, I'm like I'm be. worried about Selena Gomez because yeah. she gets sick. You know what I'm saying? Like she goes suffers from depression. She got lupus. Wow. She's getting wow, kidney transplant. You know a lot about Selena Gomez. <laughs> Poor girl. I didn't realize she you was know such a, a lot fan. about her, bro. <laughs> wow. No, I'm worried about her. Yeah, right? Like shit is happening to her. We gotta like. Started like Selena Gomez fun because she's always like sick. Um, yeah, you were talking about it back in the green room, like yeah, yeah, you know, she about must, girls. Yeah, yeah. And... even if she loved them or not, she must be. Well, because she st- she was with him through all his like immature shit, right? You know? Like, you know, I made him better for you, bitch. Yeah, you exactly. know that's what we when always he pissed say. in the restaurant mop bucket. She was there. Yeah. yeah, that was gross. She had like fucked up Justin, and now all of a sudden he's like marriage material. I know why. She's definitely it? saying to her mother, it's because of me. I made him like marriage material, but now we're not married. Like, Oof. Hurts. Yeah, she must Poor be Selena. Hurt. She must be hurt. That sucks. Wow. That's I mean, bad. yeah. I mean, the pet capuchin monkey that he had that was like confiscated by the German government. She was there for that. Do you, you know very detailed things <laughs> yeah, about didn't Justin. He, didn't he just get arrested? No. That was no. that recently? No, now he's like Oh, Chris really, Brown got arrested. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, my bad. I mean, that's every week. But, um, oh. Wow. But, uh, <laughs> no, but Bieber's now super religious now. He's like mm-hmm. super, like, you know, it's it's trendy yeah. now because he's like he's in one of these like cool churches. You know what I mean? Oh, like he's all the hipster. Down. He's one of those hipster churches where they like, they do CrossFit while they pray and shit. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, so hopefully true. it works out. You know what I mean? Um, that's good for him. All these pop stars, yeah, they want to get they want to get hitched. I think it's a good thing. Yeah, you okay. know. But why do they rush into it? That's like why. Uh, the attention, I think, because it's like, you know, you put it on Instagram, and then people show you love, and then you know everybody knows it's gonna end in a train wreck. But <laughs> before that happens, it's like, oh my god, flowers and waterfalls. I also think that like celebrities have so much money to like waste that like why date? Let's just buy an expensive ring. We'll have an expensive wedding because to us that's a one time affair. That's ring and wedding only happening once, buddy. But like to them it could happen 50 times and they don't care. They have the money for it. So it's like relationships to us or like marriages to them. Hmm. That's a good point. I mean, but look, Haley Baldwin, I'm pretty sure she got a really bad case of Bieber fever and once you get that, <laughs> she ratchet. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, that's the bites for today. All right. Week. And now on. it's time for some fake news. Live from La Gran Manzana, it's Frank Spirison News with Frank Nibs. Hello, folks. Hey, Frank. Hi, Frank. Hi, how you doing? Good, Frank. Well, guys, I'm going to talk to you about some old news. Oh, oh we okay. love old news. Sure, it's perfect. Old, old fake news? <laughs> no, this, fake new, news, this news is from about four years ago. Okay. This is about the Malaysian airline flight 370 that disappeared yes. out of radar about yes. four years ago. Over I the heard Indian, about that. Yeah, India, it disappeared over the Indian Ocean. And to this day, no one has ever heard anything about this plane. Whoa. 
No phone call came from any passengers on that plane. After supposedly the pain disappeared, no pings like from the phones, no black box, no voice, nothing, nothing. Nobody's ever heard no from this plane, right? right. Like so I started digging up on the internet to see if I found any like new news on this plane, right? I'm imagining. So, first of all, I'm imagining Frank doing up stuff. On, <laughs> he's up late checking. at night. There's like he always has one little like nightlight near the computer, yeah. and he's just like right. investigating. Yeah, yeah. Why do I feel like you're a one finger typer? Are you a one I finger? Are you like, like, yeah. I get to see to, you to this day. Yeah, I just. <laughs> What? Research takes Frank like hours. He there actually go. goes to like the libraries and looks like the old like newspaper articles. Like the microfiche <laughs> and the microfilm. Yo, let me see your cat car catalog, please. <laughs> I need a book, Dewey Decibel number. Uh... Hey, you know, there's some there's some you know some theories behind this. All right, I'm just gonna name a few, and then I'm gonna give you the best one that I found. Okay. Okay. Uh, one theory is that the plane was actually abducted by aliens. Oh. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that all these uh, passengers feasible. are perhaps like on another planet, and they're being they're being you know uh, prod and you know searched and this and a third, right? Yeah. Another theory like, is like that the as, as the plane was actually flying, it went through an actual warm warm hole, and it ended up in another dimension, like the Bermuda Triangle, type right? Theory. That type thing. Another one was that maybe a black hole just popped out of nowhere, and the plane just went through that black hole, and it closed up, and we never heard from. The I hate when black holes just pop out of nowhere. Yeah. Right? I, don't you it's hate like that? Yo, where does this black hole come from? What yeah. the hell? I gotta get to work. All right, and now the dandy guys. This this like really like. I mean, once I read this, this is like really like. I mean, this is deep. You guys ready? Uh, let me take you a breath. All right, this is the this is like the big theory. Okay, here I go. On board the Malaysian airline three seven, there were four co-owners of a very important semiconductor patent. And do you know who inherited the rights to this patent after the mysterious di- disappearance of the plane? Justin Donald Bieber. Trump. Hey, hold up, guys. <laughs> Justin Bieber. Who else, if not the infamous billionaire Jacob Rothschild? What? Oh, yeah, yeah. Who's now become the sole owner of this patent? It turns out that a US, a, the U.S. technology company had just launched a new electronic warfare gadget for military, military radar systems just before the Boeing 77 went missing. And 20 senior staff members were on board the Malaysian Air Flight 370. So it's safe to say that he booked a flight for them? Hey, there was 20 people from the actual company, all right? And out of those 20 people from the actual four were owners of that patent. And listen to this. Three days later, that patent was granted to Mr. Jacob Rothschild. And you know how much it was worth? $400 billion. Wow. Guys, I don't trust this Jacob Rothschild guy. Yeah, I mean, he's one of my peoples. He's a Jew, so I can't really... There's two sides of a story. Allegedly. <laughs> a, allegedly, guys. Allegedly. But that was the, 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 like, the big thing going around the internet right now. This took a lot of research, Frank. It did. Frank, you look... Yeah. Yo, I'm worn. I'm worn out. Because, I, I mean, I, when this first happened, I was trying to find out what happened to this plane. This was four years ago. Mike, you know, I used to tell Mike, Mike, I need to figure this out. And I just, like, bumped into this thing again. And it's just like, it's amazing. It, it takes over you, right? Yeah. Like, Yo, Frank I, would be a good member of, like, Scooby, the Scooby-Doo gang. <laughs> you know, he'd be like, yo, 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 let me find out who the real pilot is. Takes off the thing. Yeah, it's billionaire Jacob Rothschild. <laughs> I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you, Frank. Shaggy Frank. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, billionaire. 
<laughs> you know why I hated little Scrappy? I didn't like it when they brought Scrappy on. Why? One. I don't know, he was annoying. That was a late season thing, though. Yeah, it was, it was like let's, let's, let's get. I could have done Scooby Doo without Scrappy. Anyway, sorry. And, and uh, hey guys, you know, always here, just digging up the the you know the Blown nuggets. Blown away. Always the nuggets for my Loeto. Always. Wow. Wow. Thank you, Frank. You're welcome, guys. Always. Well. Good stuff. The next segment is a return. It's, yeah, it's hasn't been, a been. It's been a while. It's been a minute. It's one of my least favorite segments. It's the it's Loca your List. Least favorite? Excuse me. <laughs> come on, come on, Loca. Ah, uh. Loca. It's the queen, y'all. Loca. <laughs> the the Loca List. Yes, y'all. It's back. The Loca List. It's been on a hiatus, uh, but here we are. So today's Loca List. Is uh, wait, about, here we like, go. Interruption.com. What are you like, Frank? And you like have these moments in like in the middle of the night where you do your top five? Like, is it sort of like similar to Frank's process? Not or? at all. Okay. I actually did this about three hours ago. Can can you not can can you not mic explain when in Rachel's doing her thing? I know. Seriously, he does like, a lot of mic explaining when it's your segment. You interrupt so like it's a it's really annoying. I'm working I'm on it's so, a skill. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Carlos. That was perfect. Here we go. The localist today is the top five hacks of the HBO New York Latino Film Festival. Yay. And we have Calixto as a guest. Nice. I the thought it was timing. apropos. I mean, coincidence? I think not. Um, but yes, so all of us here at the LOL podcast have supported the New York Latino Film Festival and have been intimately involved throughout its growth, right? Is it fair to say that? That's true. So from Juan Bago screening his first ever film, feature film, The Story of Juan Bago, which was like, what, 35 years ago? How long ago was it? I don't know, because the festival's going to be I still celebrating have it on, the 15th, I, so I don't know how the math works. That's the age but. joke. I still have it on VHS. Ay, toma! Yeah. Well, I have the black and white poster when you were on the, the whole campaign. So I'm Everybody have black and white headshots? Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, that actually spawned his nickname today, right? The feature film, and now everybody calls you Juan Bago because of it. Um, also, uh, you and I, we served as red carpet reporters. Oh, we were amazing. Mm-hmm. We really were, though. We were all We were, like, great. Yo, sh- like, we set the bar. Yeah. Calixto, we're in the Hall of Fame that. on that, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was so much yeah. fun. You with the platano on the red carpet. Oh, yeah, with the eye platano. Yeah. <laughs> Such good moments. Um, and then, Jamie, um, you and I, we also served in the marketing and advertising campaigns. Mm-hmm. Jamie, I think you were one of uh, the back end, like in the back end, back room r- writers, right, of the campaign? Yeah, me and um, Jerry? Foca, Jerry Diaz. We right. called yeah, all the commercials. Yeah. And then, yeah, oh, we, were, right, yeah. we also, uh, we, we did pictures that I always wanted to get. Like, I was like, I asked the photographers, I was like, can we get, like, the actual pictures from that day? Like, nope, just for the, just for the... <laughs> You just, got shut down. Yeah, just for the, the, the advertising campaign. And then my picture like showed half of my face. So I'm like, can I, I can't get one picture that shows all my face, just for me. Which, oddly enough, <laughs> our guest from last week was the photographer or the creative developer behind these campaigns, Edgardo of Somos Arte. It's just Ooh. so weird. And Frank, I know you had a lot of involvement. You know, bag and shorties at all the oh, after no parties. Oh, no doubt. The Dominican night. Okay. Ooh, they had the chicks, man. So we all had a piece. And today... <laughs> <laughs> Today, we're very lucky to have the founder of the New York Latino Film Festival with us, who we'll introduce in just a little bit. Yeah. So without further ado, and because we stay looking out for our listeners, the LOLeros, this week's Localist is the top five hacks of the New York Latino Film Festival. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Number five. So pretend you're important. Walk the red carpet. If you've got the cojones, throw on your best JCPenney suit or rainbow dress and put up a front as if you're a lead actor in a film that doesn't exist and strike a pose. All right. And if you need some fake movie titles to say that you're a part 
part of. I came up with just a few, you know, being the blockbusters that are in theaters right now. So instead of Jurassic Park, it could be something like Government Housing World, Fallen Kingdom. Um, <laughs> the Incredibles 2 is out there, so maybe it could be something like The Incredibles, THC for two. Um, oh, oh, and this is my favorite. Instead of Ant-Man, Camp-Man, the story of a Latina and a man that doesn't do shit. Ooh. Um, so, yep, number four. Uh, <laughs> video bomb, the celebs getting interviewed uh, like during the videos on the red wow, carpet. Just video bomb them, be in the background, and then you can take that footage, put it on your social media, and say, look, Mom, I'm famous. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Which gets done. It really gets done a lot. Take that, Wilma Valderrama. <laughs> Number three, forget the dating apps, okay? okay? No need for eHarmony anymore. No need for Tinder. Just go to the festival. Volunteer. Facts. Do something. Because I guarantee you can find your soulmate at the New York Latino Film Festival. A lot of hookups. We know a ton of couples that have met at the festival, like Shadow and Gary Santana. Shout out to them. Mm-hmm. A photographer slash film producer and a creator from Nickelodeon. Met at the festival. Now they got three boys, three wow. kids, and married. And they're all filmmakers, too. Yeah, and I know that there's a few people here at the LOL Podcast who've had some hookups of their own at the New York Latino Film Festival. Why are you looking at Jamie and Frank? Because I'm talking about Jamie and Frank. (laughs) There was one specific year where it was like two different girls in two different parts of the fe- like the city and the festival yeah. so it'll be like one screening and be like are she gonna be in this screening okay go yeah. wow. <laughs> then I go race to the other screening and then you know but I was bad at that I was just like uh, Frank uh, Dominican and I we always say the same thing I was like yo they're doing a reboot of Kojak the Dominican Kojak and I'm starring in <laughs> oh, it oh Frank and then it, no then, the girls the, the girls in Dominican night were like I mean the finest Latin chicks in New York Dominican like good I'm, looking parties oh very good looking people. And one time in one Latino film festival party, a guy who's not Latino, but I remember Sam Rockwell was like dancing up a storm and he was still like a character actor, but you know, people knew him. But um, I was like, what is he doing here? But he was dancing with Jennifer Esposito. Right. Wow. So that was his link, to, I guess. So I'm sure I'm just, this is like old gossip. Though. <laughs> this is like like page six from like 2004. It's like, oh, really? Okay. That's, he's, he's dated a lot of different people since then. But. A lot of star power at the New York Latino Film Festival. Well, the most interesting thing for me was seeing people that look and look like us that actually were like filmmakers, producers. Yes. So that was like the first time for me like that inspired me. Well, speaking of that, here's number two of my list. You Dolly. can say you're a filmmaker, get a badge, even though all you do is take annoying videos of your cat in regular clothes for Instagram. <laughs> so technically you are a filmmaker and you can get a badge. Go to NYLLFF.com. Get your badge today. Okay, and the number one hack of the New York Latino Film Festival is... Oh, boy. Give a hand job during the short screening. See if you can make him nut just before the film ends. If not, wait for the next short and start all over again. It could be hours and hours upon fun. Take it from me. Wow, Rachel, thank you. And those are the top five hacks or to-dos for this year's HBO wow. New York Latino Film Festival. Wow. It don't has. say I don't look out. You know no, what I'm saying? No, wow. Don't do well, it. Thank you. All right, you guys, this is the part of the show where we introduce a very special guest, and he really needs no introduction, but we're going to do it anyway. He is the founder, creator, meaning he thought of this, conceptualized this whole goddamn thing, the founder of the New York Latino Film Festival, none other than Calixto Chinchilla. Yeah. That sound effect is on point. (laughs) And that's the actual audience right now that you're hearing. 
which you is just amazing. That anytime. <laughs> it's like six people can clap that loud. Exactly. I have no idea. We're in an arena right We're now. Arena. For you. Yes. Listen, Calixto, is it chinchilla or chinchilla? Uh, in Spanish, it's chinchilla. What do you prefer? I'm used to chinchilla. Yeah. Because all the rappers say it. True. Yo, what up, chinchilla? Chinchilla is a song. Chinchilla, hola. They don't say that. That's That's like George Lopez (laughs) saying it. Welcome to the Latinos Out Loud podcast. (laughs) Yeah, very. (laughs) Something coming. (laughs) R.I.P. That you always not live anymore. But yeah, what? I'll tell you later. It's like a number three. Welcome. Welcome. Or should Thank I say you. welcome back? Thank you. Yes. Well, what, oh, is this is He's always part home. of the, that club now. You're part of the two-timer club. Yeah. Oh, really? We had yeah. you this on is exclusive? season one. Yes. Season one of the Latinos Allow podcast, which is no longer available because of the schmucks that we were dealing with in the last network. <laughs> oh, but that's okay. okay. Boom. All right. That's so another. That's for another podcast. But basically, we're going to have to start <laughs> from the beginning because people are going to want to know your background. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to jump right into the present day, but unfortunately, and fortunately for the new listeners here on season one on the Rebel Red Network, um, we've got to like really dig. So tell us like a little bit about what you do, your background before the festival, which is now in its fifteenth year. Uh, nothing. I mean, before then, I was just a, a student. I was in. I was going to college, and I was. I happened to be making a short film at the time, and I kind of met other filmmakers at the same period that really had no place to exhibit their work. And it was around that time where you know, I guess Latinos were like. Frustrated, we were like, you know, this is like in the late 90s, like 2000, and I was like 22, I guess, at the time. So I think it was like, I felt like, you know, we had this come up, but we didn't know where to go. And this kind of wacky idea of doing a Latino film festival just kind of came in my head. And um, that was about it. And I, you know, we just grabbed a, a, a couple of us, a bunch of a bunch of people, kind of said, let's try to do a film festival. And that's what we did. And um, somehow HBO co-signed on it. So, yeah. Wow. So this was coming from a place of frustration, basically. Like, yeah. you know, Certainly. if it's not being created for us, well, I'm going to fucking create it myself. No, no. There wasn't a, a, I mean, we had plans, but there wasn't like, I'm going to develop a business plan. This is how I'm going to make money and whatever. No, it was really like school hard knocks. I was, I was, you know, living with my mom, having two jobs, making a short. This idea for a festival kind of came along. And then, um, you know, knock on wood, it exploded the first year. So yeah. Did you do research on other film festivals? Yeah, a lot. Uh, first, on Latino festivals as a whole. Yeah. So I got to find out, you know, even to what the public theater had done. You know, Joseph, you know, Joseph Trapp had to do a Latino festival at the time, you know, years ago. But, you know, you just, you kind of got to know where you're going to know where you've been, that kind of a thing. Mm. So I discovered that and Mosea de Barrio had something years ago, like a film and video thing, a festival, and I met with Lily Jimenez, and I just met with, you know, what did you do, or what worked and what didn't, and there was different movements, you know what I mean? And so this was a different movement because we were young, and um, I think we, we, we were going to, we saw the culture from a different lens, you know what I mean? And so it was kind of taking it from that, you know, okay, well, what did you do and, and how am I going to be different? And this is what Latino means to me, and this is how I see, you know, the culture, and this is what the Latino Film Festival is going to be. So it's kind of doing that. It's going to be like Sundance, but with actual dancing. (laughs) (laughs) 
Because our people dance, bro. <laughs> to the sunrise. But, but you got to, you know, but at the time, you know, there wasn't even a Tribeca Film Festival. Mm. We were out before, oh, like, wow. any of that okay. stuff. Yeah. So there really wasn't a, a blueprint, per se. I think we just learned. And as for me, I kind of just grew into the role. Like, I didn't know how to be... Uh, an administrator, whatever. Like I don't. Do you, you remember know, like you know your, Do you remember when I, for your, like one of your first speeches that you had to do in front of everybody? Like, how were you as a public speaker at that time, being the, the founder of the film festival? You know, this is where Alter Boy helps. Really. Oh, I. <laughs> so being in church and all that, and you kind of have to. Yeah, so that gave me a little, you know, whatever. And I was in a debate team in school. Oh, so that okay. kind of helped out. But, uh, you know, that doesn't prepare you to get thrusted into something like none of nothing prepares you for that and i wasn't i had to quickly learn you know this is a business and this is a different thing and you know the first year michelle rodriguez kind of you know she you know we launched you know girl fight that first year and that's really what mm. kicked the festival off like <laughs> literally yeah. literally and figuratively <laughs> um, where are you from and carrie washington oh, carrie washington came to the very first latino film festival where are you from calixto puerto rican greek Dominican, Honduran. Wow. Wow. Damn. Like a Benetton ad. Benetton, yeah. And you're from New York City? New York City. Where were you born? Yeah, Mount Sinai. Oh, so you're from Manhattan? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think you'd be like, well, I was born in Manhattan, then Stanley. At two and change in the morning. <laughs> no, but you're just, you're one of us. You're just one of us that had a vision, went for it, created this thing, and at some point we were like, this is not what I signed up for. This is a shitload of work. The oh first my year. god! The first year. What was, was that like, like? It was ragtag, serious. It was really serious. Uh, so yeah, I wasn't ready at all. Everybody was older than me, uh, for the most part. And then it changed, like, cause you know, quickly. But I think you quit. You you kind of have to learn how to do it and like how to raise money and I you know and how do you get companies to invest and whatever and. Um, Again, I mean, I was, you know, we were really fortunate that just HBO believed in it from some jump street. Yeah, how, I mean, like, I, I think HBO gives it so much cachet, right? At, you know, starting yeah. out, how, like, was mm -hmm. there, is there like a Cliff's Notes version of like how you got HBO involved? Do you know what I mean? Was it like, I know someone <laughs> I begged. Was... I, you know what? I sounded older than I was, and somehow I got a meeting, and uh, I had like 10 minutes to pitch. And in 10 minutes, I had a contract. Kind of like you were like, that. Showtime sucks. Well, no. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, is that... <laughs> no. No, no, no. But, you know, I think the thing is, is that I think, again, we saw, you know, this was at a time where people were looking at, like, Latinos are going to explode. And this is, like, the late 90s when Ricky Martin was out. And it's like, okay, Ricky we're bomb, the... Bomb. We were like, everybody was covering us, but no one knew what to do with us. You know what I mean? And so it was just something different and fresh, I, I guess, at the time. And, you know, HBO Latino didn't exist at the time. Mm. And so um, I think we kind of proved you know, maybe to them that, yeah, there's a market for this. And yes, a channel can exist for something like this. And now you have HBO Latino that is what it is. And we kind of are, you know, we're a filter for content, you know, so they, they're aggressively at the festival. They look at content. They want to meet creators. Um, and we want to continue to be that funnel uh, for them in showing, you know, 
the best of the best. And, you know, they look at us for acquisition. We've had so many films that have been acquired, you know, to go on HBO. Um, and we create opportunities that go above and beyond just the film festival, but stuff like the commercial that you guys were a part of, or even a short filmmaker program, which we run successfully for seven years, um, to even at one point we were giving like high school, you know, college scholarships and stuff like that. So, you know, basically we kind of want to be the epicenter for quality content and quality creators. And if we could connect those with the industry, whether it be, you know, with HBO or even our other partners at Comcast or anyone else, you know, that's what we want to do is like be the best of the best. If you're going to play at New York Latino Film Festival, it's the best of the best. What was one of the biggest differences as far as curating some of the the films when you first started? Because obviously now everything is digital. Back then, obviously, it was more of an effort to create. Do you remember uh, that experience of picking out some of the films and what the quality was? I mean, we wanted top flight. So, again, the problem that we had is we had no pedigree, and yet you want all these people, right? And so um, we were fortunate that immediately in the first year you know we had john leguizamo that opened the festival just had nothing so the first year we had that so john rosie perez annabelle shore opened the festival then you had our song which is Kerry washington and that got an acquisition and then you had girl fight which was like it played at sundance it was the top picture for sony and then it opens at a festival no one heard of and so that kind of gave us you know, the credibility, at least from an industry standpoint, immediately that, you know, you had a studio like Sony that was going to trust this nobody bit festival with the biggest picture that they had that year. And then you have Michelle Rodriguez that was like a nobody that became a somebody in in that one year. All of that happened at the first Latino Film Festival. So that was like crazy. Girl Fight also started Rachel's boxing phase. <sighs> yes. Yeah, she had a whole year. Tremendously. She had a whole year where she was just uh, like trying to box people <laughs> in the streets, subways. I was like, come down. But, you know, again, I mean, the first year we, and we all showed prints. So for years we wanted to show like the quality, the sound the way the theaters felt, like everything had to be legit because I think when you look at a Latino fest, like we didn't want to be illegit. So it even, it hadn't, it had to be beyond just quality content. It was that feel when you saw your film, it had to sound a certain way. You know, I remember, you know, we had to get Dolby to like upgrade our theaters and we got Dolby to sponsor. But like, again, it had to feel legit. Even to the filmmaker, we wanted them to remember you know, when you played here, your stuff sounded amazing, you know, and, 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 you know, I really was about, even to this day, you know, if you go to our screens, like it's about an experience, you know, when you step into that theater, you're going to hear yourself different. You're going to see it different. The projection quality is top. It means everything to me. So all of those things. And then the Q and A, and that's when the fun kind of happens and the network. So the networking is critical, you know, beyond just the films is like what happens around it. It's the networking and talking to each other and getting you, you know, getting everybody to work with each other. Because at this day and age, it's up for us to own our media. Latinos don't own. We don't own much. We don't own our media. And then we get pissed off when people, culture vultures, you know, kind of co-opt our stuff. We have the opportunity to collaborate and really own our media, own our greatness, own our content, distribute our content and have a bigger piece of the pie. And that's what really what the Latino Festival is about. Like, I can honestly, I'm here to do business, and so that's what we want the filmmakers to do 
even just the general people, like do business. Even if you're the carpet host, mm-hmm. you're going to meet somebody that can hopefully take you to the next level or whatever. You That's why I was going. I can honestly say that there's been no event or gathering, festival or not, that I've ever experienced where I've built so many viable friendships and alliances. Yeah. To this day, years and years later, we're still in contact. We st- There's just a certain like love and appreciation for entertainment that everyone who participates in this festival shares in common. Yeah. And the building and the growth of it is phenomenal. I would like to know more about the process. Like, So from your perspective, if I'm a filmmaker, like, what is the process mm-hmm. in getting a, a film into the festival? What does it take? <laughs> I mean, it has to be good. I mean, for us... You know, it's creating that balance because when you get with Latino subjects, I mean, some of it, you might have like 10 immigration stories and then you got to whittle it down to like five and then you got to whittle it down to like two. And so it's things like that when the, it's crunching those themes and making sure that we're not being too redundant, that there's an even playing field, you know, when it's urban content, romantic comedy, whatever it is. And the good thing is that the festival is pretty open. So we, you know, we're very bold in our programming. We don't really follow any rules. We play what we want to play. We just have a standard, like it has to be great. If there's a filmmaker that has a film that's not perfect, but it has that shot, and we think you can get, you know, you can network or gather something from the opportunity of playing here, then that's something I, I like to make happen. You know what I mean? You may not have the perfect thing. You may have a film that get rejected at, at a bunch of festivals, but if you got played here, then hopefully, you know, you get to network and build from that. You know, if you keep making crap after that experience, then that's a problem. But we want people to learn from it. But more importantly, I think for us is getting the community involved. Like this is not a, you know, the festival has celebrities or whatever, but, you know, it's really about the community you know, first and foremost. And I think that's the thing that drives us every day. You know, when you come to the festival, it's really about the audience. Because even if you're that cat from the Bronx that never been to a film festival or that cat from wherever, you feel like you're a part of it. Right? You know what I mean? That you have an ownership stake. And I think that that's what really connects people. We want them to feel part of it. Is there a theme for this year's festival? Uh, what is What is my line? Bangers, it's just bangers. Yeah. Every, every year, Galixo is like, yo, this year, bangers. this year, there's some bangers. Oh, man. Mike, you got good I, stuff. Come Mike, on, man. Mike, I can't wait to tell you and I can't wait to tell the world. But there's so. Oh. That's a good theme, bangers. Bangers. That's a good, good theme. Well, Lynn Manuel says it, so whatever. Yeah, yeah good word to you. I didn't even know. How, how has the, the festival and how have the films evolved from the moment it started to now? now like because now there is almost like what 15 years of films and that means there are probably people that were like 18 maybe volunteer now they're like in their mid-30s how has it evolved from your perspective the films and and the quality i think it's a it's a it's a mixed bag still because now like social media you have quality content creators and people who make you know just crap and so i think it's a it's a mix of that now you have the technology you can make a film on on your iphone the quality is just as good let me see what's over I just did it. but yeah, yeah. but <laughs> you think it's better or worse um, people make stuff on Android. i mean you know all these cameras are good now i mean but steven soberg his last movie was on on a camera Wow. Was on a was an you still, got a, you still need a good lens, people. No, you like, need all that, but I'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. it's 
is no, the, yeah, the, technology's yeah, on yeah, our yeah, side, yeah. right? As creators, you can't say you can't afford no to do it. Yeah. There's no excuses. But with that, you have quality stuff that comes from that. You got a lot of crap that comes from that. Mm-hmm. And people think that there's a fast cut to that, and there isn't. At the end of the day, it's just it's really just quality. Um, and so we still there's that standard of quality that we still look out for. But can you talk about some of the films you're excited about this year? I'm gonna tell you. A couple of Futuro, you know, a digital conference. We started that last year. You know, it was a whole digital social media conference. And again, it's about connecting those content creators. They all want to build. They all want to go to film. Again, they make all this content. They don't own anything. You know what I mean? You, they get, what, an endorsement for a T-shirt or something mm-hmm. like that? Mm-hmm. So it's like, how do you make money? Or how do we grow? Or how do we get your content to the right hands? And so we were able to do that last year, Google is working with us this year for Futuro. Nice. So it's, we got some really good folks. You guys... We were on we were, the panel. We might we do a podcast thing. Too. We're talking about that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Right. So, you we'll know... Talk and offline. Yo, talk online. Last but, year's panel was John Blaze. Remember that? <laughs> Who was John Blaze? The panel. The panel. Oh, the panel. Comedy. Oh, oh, that's... Okay, that was a slang. But, you okay. know, but that goes back to community. You have people that I'm get old. involved. I and, see You that. know, <laughs> they create panels for us. So we're really open. Like, even when it came time for Futuro, we asked a bunch of social influencers, what do you want to hear? What do you want to know that you don't know? Or how can we help you elevate what you're doing? And, you know, because you have a lot of people that really are creative, but they're not getting arrested. You know what I mean? Like, you can't get, you know, you're not, you're not going where you need to go. So hopefully, you know. We'll oh, fu- I answered you know. that question. You sent it to me on Instagram. Yeah, you did. I hope I gave an educated yeah. answer. Yeah, and that's okay. that's something we look at. So we ask, you know, we have a very we're open and social. We ask the questions like, I don't know the answer, so you tell me what you want to hear. Mm. And if I can try to make it happen, I'll, I'll try. It's really a festival for la gente. Yeah, it like, has to That's be. amazing. Um, okay, so yeah. what can we expect? This is the 15th year. Like, is there anything yeah. special or like I mean, we were going to do something big, but anniversary, but... We didn't really want to do that. Last year was like a you know a big, you know I don't want to say comeback. But it was just like it was a special year. But I think this year I think we just want to do what we do well. I think the programming is tighter than last year. To be honest with you, I think uh, you know we're opening with the Ruben Blades documentary. He's coming to the festival. Nice. It's a documentary about his life and his you know last tour, and it's very revealing and personal. So to have Ruben to show up at the film festival, you know it'll probably be the the third or fourth big salsa-related event we've done at the festival. We did the premiere for Cantante. We did mm-hmm. this. We had a reunion for the Fania All-Stars mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. So to have this is like, I think I've done every salsa event I could think of. But it's sweet. We're closing with a big, you know, uh, documentary, you know, with HBO called The Sentence. Mm. You know, really uh, a beautiful piece that won a prize at Sundance. You know, it's a big film that they're campaigning for, hopefully for an Oscar. You know, we'll see. What's it about? Uh, Quickly, about this woman who serves a 15-year-plus sentence over her boyfriend over some crime that she didn't commit. So she's kind of guilty by association. But her brother documents her whole journey from when she gets arrested to when she comes out and the daughters are kind of grown, you know, when it happens. But it's very touching. There's going to be no dry. It's really a touching piece. That sounds like something I would get addicted to on Netflix or something. (laughs) I'm like, I just saw all of the sentence. And then we're doing a a good women's night Mm. with uh, some folks from Insecure. Oh! So... Was that something that you, you weren't sure if you were going to tell? Uh, no, I have something else. Oh, are you secure about telling us? Yeah. I no. was like, I don't know if I should say this yet. I'm kind of... There's something else. I mean, I shouldn't, you know, but I, that's going to be dope. That really is going to... We got some good... 
folks for that. I just love when we interview you because I know you have stuff in your head that you can't release, and I just know that you you're like permi- you yeah. the clearances. Yeah, but I can't talk about that. I, right I want to talk about uh, another side because um, we're doing a hip hop thing too. That's I can't dope. get into that, but we're doing a dope hip hop. Oh, tease it a little, thing. just a little, just a little, just you know. Say rhymes with yeah, yeah, or yeah, or something. Iggy, <laughs> I don't know. Iggy, Iggy, yeah. Azalea. No. Oh snap! She's gonna be there. No. Iggy. It rhymes with Iggy. Jiggy. Oh, Biggie. Biggie. Oh my God! I'm dying. I'm dying. His hologram is gonna be like, there. Or? That's all I can say. What? Oh, I'm there. Oh, I can't say anything. God. Oh, that's definitely a banger. So it should be. Wow. Um, I'm gonna just. I'm gonna hold the baby because I'm due right around the film festival. I'm gonna like <laughs> suck it up just so I can go to the festival. <laughs> like even if my water breaks, I'm just gonna like just I don't know maybe put a chastity belt on or something so the baby doesn't come out. Big Mama will see Big Papa. We'll see. We'll, we'll, you know. Oh my it's, God. That should be interesting. And then we got another hip hop. There's a couple. of... Some other stuff. I can't. I can't get into the other one, but it, it rhymes with. Uh, what is it rhyme? But we with? got a project. Blue, blue, blue cock. <laughs> <laughs> blue cock. Sorry, I we got, think okay, of another one. Uh, here's the, blue here's cock, one I can review. Oh, yes, please, 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 please. Uh, the film is uh, a production by uh, who's who's a good what's a, what's a good rhyme? Uh, okay, uh, with that's the rhyme with. Split Smith. Could be a Smith. A Smith? Who's uh, the Smith? Will Smith? Could be Will Smith. I don't know. Guillermo Smith. No, Smith. I think you're right. Will Smith? <laughs> you didn't say it. I said I, it. You said so, it. I hello. didn't say it. Semantics. So we'll just leave it at that. All okay. right. Wow. <clears throat> Will Smith. There's going to be goodness. some star power at this event, isn't there? It better it's not be Jaden Smith, though, just because, you know. <laughs> Jaden Smith, I like his album. I like it. No, I, mean, I know. He's but I mean, there, it right now. There's a big, you know, it's still like. I if, like his album. If Will's there and then I see Jaden, I'm like, okay, where's your father? I am, I, I am, you're cool, too, but I want to see, you know, the big man. Dude, some of the best interviews I've ever done was at the Latino Film Festival. You didn't you do Vin Diesel? Of course I did. Okay. I did Vin Diesel. I did Michelle Rodriguez, um, uh, Christina Milian. Like you I, did Christina Milian? I sure did. Yo, I was like she was hot. on fire. She was hot, but she was hot then. <laughs> Can I tell you one of I the most... I didn't know that. Yes, one of the most uncomfortable interviews I've ever done was at the New York Latino Film Festival, and that was with Calle 13. And Why? it was so uncomfortable because they just didn't want to joke around. They just came to talk about a serious... Because Rene, Rene is serious. I mean, he's a serious guy but you know I but he's a sweetheart no 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 when you're with nice, him he's a sweetheart I, I was ready to whip out a feather and like tickle his nose I'm like could you fucking laugh a little or no is that not <laughs> happening anyway you were gonna ask a question but we're doing right? a host contest hopefully with you guys so we can yes we're yes. gonna talk about that on we're our social media yes mm-hmm. so Callisto, um so I was gonna ask you before is that obviously there are filmmakers that cannot get their films in your festival and a lot of people take it like really serious and yeah, really can you t- <laughs> like it could be a twofold it could be something like can you tell us some of the experience you've had in the past and also advice because a lot of times filmmakers get so blinded by getting rejection when sometimes the rejection could be the best thing for their career. Well, sometimes the rejection is not what they think it is. So sometimes the rejection is, again, if you have 10 films on a specific subject and we had to whittle it down, then maybe you're the victim of that. That doesn't mean that the film is not good or bad. It's just we had to tighten it. And we fight. Like, we really get, like, the programming teams really, like, even this year, like, when we were about, because we announced everything on social first before we announced it to the press. So when we announced, like, I remember we had a post that went out and literally we pulled the post before we even, like, press, like, post. Because they made a change on the decision. And so we, like, really think about it. Um, And if you go to any of the 
the films or even the shorts programs, we really, it's tough. You know, we have over like 400 films, I guess, submitted across the country. Well, wow. the globe. And only 60 get in. Wow. So wow. it's tough. Very competitive. But it's not always because of that. And we tell filmmakers, you have one more year to submit because you'll have a whole new batch. It'll be a whole new thing. So we give everybody a one year and that's it. Mm. But it's it's really tough. And, and so you hope that the filmmakers, A, understand, and it's really tough, and I appreciate it, and I get it. The bad part is when you become a sourpuss about it like it, you should be the opposite check out what actually did get in mm. and network with those Learn filmmakers you should it. be you should be the opposite you should come to the festival regardless and network your butt off and network with the filmmakers and meet in the middle because there's some filmmakers I actually met that did that and like okay now I get it or now I know how I could have done this and then there's some filmmakers who didn't get in the one year and they applied the second year and they got in so it's things like that you know that we you know you have a shot. Just be professional about it. Don't do personal attacks or anything like that. Just be professional. Really? Personal attacks, huh? Are they, sometimes it's bad. Like, do you I need security? Everything. I don't watch any of that stuff. Do you need stuff. security like the week of when you announce? Like, are you like... No, I just they're... hide. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead ass. I really like... I don't... I, I look at... I just hide. I have a very important question for you. And uh, then we're going to have to unfortunately wrap this. No, but Okay. This has been burning my mind one of the things that everyone looks forward to at the New York Latino Film Festival is your fashion so (laughs) no they don't yes they do Calixto I don't know if you know your whole Dracula look last year no I had my Dracula look (laughs) that was 2009 Rachel (laughs) I mean you you I mean you come with the fire are you being styled like what's going on what's going into your fashion decisions right now (laughs) 2018, <laughs> the Calixto look. Tell us what is the theme for your fashion? I Who's know, dressing you? I don't know because I don't. No, people give. Uh, you know, you meet with designers and you kind of, you know, pick pick it out. You're super diesel now. No, though, not. So it's harder. <laughs> you're to, big hit Michael. You, 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 you got to look what fit. Michael looks like now. Michael's grown now. Calixto, you're double the size in dieselness from the first festival. It's like every year there's more and more not muscle a, no. mass. It's like, but. You know, I, no, I just, I don't pick it up. I, no, I, I, you know, you get people He's that stuttering, help. He's stuttering, so you give just me stuff. do it, Rachel. Yeah, come on, Calixto. This is the Latinos a la podcast. Everybody wants you to just know. Get, you know, designers give you, you know, you just try stuff, and that's it. I mean, you pull it off. There's they never pull been... it off. It's not even me. They they wear, they. No, I don't want that. No, give me that. Yes, yeah, what's that. it like? Do you choose? Or are you like you fighting choose? off designers? No, <laughs> you know, you do. You just pick and choose. You go like you do a week of stuff. This should be a documentary you walk around. about this. I swear to God, that's a great idea. Yes. The fashion behind the New York Latino Film Festival with Calixto Chinchilla. That's a long title though, Rachel. Okay, fine. We'll work on the title. <laughs> Honestly, like I can't wait to see your looks. I don't even know what they are yet. They're usually colorful. Uh, There's stuff I-, I wouldn't wear. That's the thing. Can I mean, we, you can we follow yeah. you? The, the the week of the festival. Oh, I mean, who's I know your Rachel's ass- water is gonna wait? Who's blood. your assistant? Because that's also a big thing. Who's gonna be Calixto's oh, assistant? Oh yeah. Uh-oh. And usually your assistants go on to do huge things. I don't know. You haven't picked an assistant yet. Not yet. Not to walk. <gasps> Someone's raising his hand. Eddie. Nice. Eddie's, Eddie's raising his Eddie, hand. Can he handle that? Yeah. Eddie's. Eddie, Eddie will like die. You I have to take off. Let's talk, Eddie. Okay. You have to take off, and he just got a new job. Yeah. Eddie, well, he's doing a lot about job. our intern here. Bring him a water stat. He looks thirsty. The you gotta, week you gotta of, be ready before he asks for stuff. And the week of, you're like on every channel. You're on. You're doing a whole press tour. 
So, like, we're going to see you on TV. I've seen you on Good Day New York. I've seen you, you know, you're doing your thing. So being your Thankful. assistant is, it's a big job. I don't know. <laughs> I'm so humble. Yeah, so humble. Well, Calixto Chinchilla, congrats to 15 years of success. We wish you 1,500 more. Your legacy is is work? something. Yikes. I mean, <laughs> this is like them? a funeral. Yeah. Your legacy will live on. You've created something so spectacular that no, I think us. It's for us to maintain it. it. Has nothing to do. It's for us to keep feeding into it. It has nothing to do with me. At the end of the day, it's the audience. It's you as the creators. You got to feed into it. It's like a kid. If we don't feed it, the thing doesn't grow. Seriously. True. And so it's like that. that's that's it. And we got to own our own stuff. We can't wait for nobody to co-opt it. And Listen, we can't complain when somebody does. Humblejuice. Humblejuice.com. You are the ringleader. So you have to understand that this won't just happen with us. We need someone like you to wrangle and mangle and make it happen. And you've done that. You've done an amazing job at it as well. We're trying, we're trying. All right, we have one more segment, so stick around. Let's do que lo que. Okay. This is where our guests tell us que lo que. So, Calixto, que lo que. Where can people find you? Social media? How can people get tickets? Cali- uh, when is IG, the festival? Give us IG, everything. IG, this is Calixto. Uh, the film festival is more better than mine. It's New York and New York Latino Film Festival. It's the IG. They're very social. All of our fans, like, they really talk. It's true. Um, and we listen to them. And then the festival tickets go on sale at the end of the month. And, um, yeah, New York... LatinoFilmFestival.com and that's it you know everything our commercial starts coming out soon Ooh, okay. uh, so we got a, a really a couple of good social influences involved but it's we got this young Dominican cat and we found um, we found him on Instagram so that's how engaging we are had a really good reel it's the first time he's done a commercial like this but literally this kid is like 25 and got fire in him and never didn't go to college for film. He just has vision. Like this guy has, has really good visuals. And um, I can't wait to, till we drop it. I think it's going to be really special. We shot like six different people. We did it all uptown. We shot some stuff in the Heights and just it was really good, I, I think, you know. I wasn't even here for the shoot, but I heard it. <laughs> we'll see what happens with so, it. So the commercial's a banger. I hope so. Straight bang. <laughs> I'm seeing cuts as we go into it. All right. But and that's it. I don't know. Yeah. It's going to be good stuff, though. And the dates of the festival? August 22nd to the 26th. Right. Oh. August 22nd to the 26th. And the summer the off. The summer. Right. We're going to be at Empire, AMC. Where's that? 42nd Street. Wow. They better have air conditioner. We do. <laughs> my, mother, my mother went to the festival. We do. Okay. And then right. Futuro, Google, yeah. shut it down. Nice. Very HBO. exciting. Shut Very exciting. And you, Who's Jamie? next? Jamie? Uh, just Jay Friends Instagram. That's it. Mike. Oh, okay. Well, uh, for me, it's Corriente Latina. Go to their website. Check out some of the stuff. Also, Uptown Collective. Go to their website. Check out some of the stuff. All the stuff that's happening in the Bronx and in Washington Heights and in Harlem. And for me, uh, follow me at Juan Bago on all the platforms. 
Okay, I have a few shout outs. So, Yero, as always, a shout out to our peeps over at Yero.com. That's double the lifestyle and news platform for Latino men. This week, they've got the whole scoop on why there's mad drama surrounding the World Cup 2026. So, go to Yero.com to get the whole story and let them know what you think. Urban Latino Media, we're going to shout out our friend and former guest, Angelo Lozada of the Lozada Lowdown. His next live show is going down on July 25th. So, go to the Gotham Comedy Club website to cop your ticket. Um, this podcast is going to come out after the fact, but I do have to shout out the folks over at 5050 for having me on their Ooh. show this Wednesday night at UCB East. I'm looking forward to that. It's a 10:15 p.m. show. I hope I'm going to survive. Uh, I may have to have a sip of a Red <laughs> Take Bull. Take a nap before the, the, before the show. And then you yeah, definitely. And you can follow me at Rachel La Loca. And now speaking of Loca, we've got something crazy for you now. We've got a Que Lo Que Quickie with someone who also needs no introduction. Because look, today's just like the founder show. We've got like mad founders on our show. It might be a title of the episode. I think it has so. to be founder has to be in there. Well, another founder of something Phenomenal and very Latino is mm. Mino Lora, the founder of the People's Theater Project. Woo! <laughs> Ow! I mean, I don't know how you found us, or I don't know how you found the time for us, honestly, because uh, you guys Siempre. are doing such important things. Well, Mino, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Of course. First off, uh, hi, prima. Sí, somos primo. She's Laura, and my and my mother's side of the ah, family is pues. Laura. So we're convinced we're related one way there or another. There has to be some kind of connection. I think so. And uh, Mino, tell our audience what your organization is about, because I think it's extremely important, and I think people need to know. Thank you. And he was a Platano man, Platano power a few years ago at the United yes. Palace in one of our events. One of our events. So oh, yes. I needed to shout that out because the kids still talk about this. They do. Hey, they oh, do. hell yeah. Ha- they still hashtag it. <laughs> they still the hashtag it. So you had the Platano. Platano man with a cape. I had a cape and then I had like a skateboard thingy <laughs> and I went across the stage. With a Platano Verde in his hand Amazing. All the time. Yes. Yeah, it was awesome. Amazing. Hey, so People's Theater Project is, we're a theater and social justice organization based uptown in the Heights. Um, and really for us theater is uh, an amazing opportunity for really working we work with young people we believe in young people they are they are it you know and specifically immigrant youth of color so we do theater with them they we create brave spaces creative exciting spaces for them to tell their stories create multidisciplinary theater so they're using poetry they're using dance they're using songs they're building songs around the social justice issues that impact them uptown heights immigration discrimination a Platanos, you know, <laughs> whatever they want to talk about. And this is like, this is how we're building the next generation of leaders, right? People who are collaborative, creative, um, who can speak up, who can speak out. Um, and it's, you know, I'm just so grateful to to do this work every day. How, does this, how did this come to be? Like, what, <laughs> did you wake up one day and say, hey, I'm going to, like, what was the process behind this? Um, it was so I co-founded the organization, uh, but it was I was it was part of my thesis project actually. So I'm I'm from DR, uh, yes, de Santo Domingo, uh, and I moved here to, uh, to go to college and do theater. And I wanted to do the whole like actor thing for a little bit. I was always a teacher. I was a teacher back in Santo Domingo, uh, so te- teaching education was always in my life. I always thought I'm either going to be a theater teacher or like. Do the whole like theater thing. Theater. So, yeah, theater. theater. So I waited tables 
which is also very yeah. theater. Exactly. So anybody waiting tables, that's just part of the journey. Nada malo con eso. Me encantó. I actually loved it because I like talking to people. You get a lot of that when you're waiting tables. Um, so I did that, but then I was missing. I was always an activist. I was always doing uh, community service stuff and just really be, be, very involved. But I was doing like all three things in separate part of my life. I was either like a theater slash waitress or, you know, a teacher or activism. Uh, and then I did a... I decided I needed to do something and did a couple things, ended up in South Africa for a bit, teaching some wow. kids, uh, volunteering wow. there. And that was the first time that I was like, wait, all of it can live together. Yes. Um, so I did a master's in peace studies and conflict transformation. I was the only artista there, the only Latina one there. Um, so I was like, okay, so building, doing theater with young people, creating spaces for immigrants to lead Immigrant-led organization, multidisciplinary organization, multicultural. Okay, this is how I'm going to build peace in the world. And it started as like one theater, you know, with the premise of art is a human rights. It shouldn't just be accessible to some people, very light-skinned people. Um, it should be accessible to everybody. It should be uptown because I moved uptown and it's like, it's my it's my new home now. Ya son 15 años que tengo aquí. So with like arts now being yeah. like stripped from the education process and like public schools, like where does your organization fill the void or where do you come in yeah. to help fill that void? Yeah, I mean it's, and we've been, so this is our 10th year. We're actually nice. starting our 10th season. Thank nice. you. Yeah. How are the celebrations today? 15, yeah. I know. 10, I know. Calixto, no, it's very exciting. Hay que los números. Señores, 10, 15. I know my, my father would be every day he looks at the light. He's in the like, you know, I just became a citizen. So he's like, Juega eso, juega eso. And I was like, I can't even get it. Seriously. I guess now I could, but it's so Dominican. Every time a number comes yeah, up, my mother's like, I who you got to play the numbers. I'm like, Ma, all I did was say a phone number. My like, WhatsApp group is must no... be my father must they're probably watching. Watch. So please <laughs> tell us. Shout out Yolanda Vega. Milan Lora, Virginia Cabral, Todito. No, there's a whole list. I can't start there. Um what was How the question? <laughs> filling the void now with all these arts programs yeah. being stripped from the public school system. Yeah, it's been like such a journey to see what has happened in the education system. So we partner, thank you for asking that, because we partner with a lot of local schools, with elementary, middle, and high schools, all uptown and in the Bronx. Um, so we're in 10 local schools right now. And what we see is that People's Theater Project, the teaching artists that we bring in, these amazing Latino artists that we're bringing into the classrooms, that tends to be the only period of art they're getting. Oh. Yeah. It's terrible. And, I mean, it's great, but it's terrible. It's terrible. No, like we shouldn't be the only one. We should no. be like an extra. Right. Um, so for a lot of the schools, this is the truth. And especially we work with a lot of English language learners. Um, and specifically for them, you know, there's so much that you're dealing with. I'm an English language learner myself. You know, I, it's not my first language. Uh, and creating a space where they can feel comfortable enough to start it out. You know, theaters are great tools, but because of that, they get so much pressure to get all these tests and stuff that they just strip everything. They have to stay extra in school. They have to come on Saturdays. They have to do summer. And it's just, it's a lot for kids. And well, through theater and like the yeah. arts, you learn so <laughs> exactly. much. Exactly. We're just like, oh, that works. We're like, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> now you've been doing it for 10 years. Um, 
have you seen a difference like with a different generation of parents like old like latino parents mm-hmm. are usually like i you know acting but you know the theater that's not yeah. gonna give you money like yeah but do you see like now maybe like a new generation of parents yeah. the younger generation are like more yeah. like I, I i want my kids to be more mm-hmm. you know to probably do s- creative things that i probably never got to do yeah. is it a different change now with those you know how it used to be with old school parents absolutely yeah. I mean I I think so um, I've been seeing it I mean so when we first started PTP we went like a group of uh, you know people and friends and went out to the street to ask people you know um, when was the last time you went to the theater and the majority was like bueno cuando yo era chiquita no? or like la novela does that count yeah. I was like that doesn't oh. really count or the movie theater that was the yeah. big we're like no like live theater you know? yeah. so it was like basically oh. no you know like rent bueno well, I gotta pay, pay the rent I pay the rent I was like so that the answer was like never uh, but then would you like to be in a play would you like to do theater claro you know like it was like na- over 90% yes and we spoke to like 300 people that day in the heights um, so people like they you know we're Latinos you know we're we're always performing you we know? have so many stories we have so many stories so I think that, but it's still like has been a taboo like I was definitely like you're not gonna do theater I never even thought that was a thing that I could do be an artist you know but I see it because we we do programs with our little kids yeah. as well not only like 24 year olds 25 year olds I mean we have teaching artists who work with us who grew up in the heights you know I've been in that and they're like la primera you know like the first show their parents ever saw was when they were now in their almost you know late 30s mm. the first time that they oh. se atrevieron a invitar a su papá yeah. um, so this is like a thing you know like a generation like I'm in my late 30s this is the thing but now with the young people we see all these Latina mother first generation si 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 él habla muchísimo you know we have a, he needs to channel that energy you know and we love these kids cause it's and get him an agent too see, right <laughs> He's, yeah, he's no, do you, where can I go for my? We're like, not that kind of theater company, but I'll put you in touch, you know? No, after, There's after, no Latino kids in Stranger look, Things. So. Yeah. Exactly. Look, I have a script already I wrote. Have her perform this, please. Go. Yeah, I know. No, we need to start doing audition prep because really a lot of our kids are going into specialized high school. They want to go into specialized middle wow. school. And we're like, okay, we are like the, uh, you know, one of the largest theater organizations uptown. So we're like, I guess we have that responsibility too. So we're looking at one of the things for this next decade is these public programs that we do in addition to our school partnerships is how are we really turning this into an academy? You know, how are these becoming like really full, fluent artists, you know, and activists, right? Because we need more leaders. We need more immigrant uh, people of color in leadership positions Punto. You know what I mean? I love uh, what, what the New York Latino Film Festival is doing. Right? You're talking about like we need represent. We need to own our stuff, ¿verdad? We also need to be leading in government, leading in business, leading in schools. I love so many principals we work with. The majority not Latino, serving black and brown kids. You know, so how are we building the next generation of leaders in the United States that look and sound like us? You know? How can people get involved in the People's yeah. Theater Project? Like, where are the opportunities? Yeah, um, that's a great question. We love. We you know we're really going to be amplifying this message this year of join us so ptp.nyc is our website mm. i encourage everyone to join our mailing list join us on uh, instagram people's theater project on facebook um on twitter theater uptown because uh, there's going to be a lot of exciting events happening this year all of our programs are free so of course we're all also look if you want to make a you know sometimes in the world we're living in right now where immigrants continue to be dehumanized um sometimes just knowing that you know, a $5, $10 donation, you know, sometimes if that's all you can give is helping to create a space where Latinos can shine or immigrants can shine, then 
that does help. Everything helps. But come to an event. Come laugh with us yes. and, you know, listen to our kids. Side question. You See, have two kids. I do. And your daughter seems like she's an actress. Tell me as a parent <laughs> how that is now that you have two kids and are they are, are you going to encourage them to be in arts and how does that work with your organization? <laughs> um, so my daughter is almost five. Uh, and this is the first she actually did PTP People's Theater Project for the first time uh, she like was old she was almost five so she missed the cutoff but you know she she knows some people <laughs> so she got into one of the programs <laughs> membership has its privileges yeah. this kid's been to like 15 marches already in her life she has like protested all over the city but this is the first time on stage she was amazing wow, nice. uh, you know she did great and then I was like oh my god so you're gonna do it again she's like no mommy <laughs> Oh, no. So she's like, hey, maybe when I'm older, it's too hard. <laughs> so she's really great. She loves dancing. She's a beautiful bailarina. And she makes it like a little bit of like merengue and bachata with like a ballet kick. You know, so uh, I think right. she's creating something okay. new. Now a fusion. A fusion. A fusion. Fusion. Mino Lora, thank you so much for coming thank on the Latinos yes. on our podcast. This is so exciting. Thank you so much. You guys are so great. You are the leaders of our kids also. So, you know, so thank you for, for well, representation. You. So important. All day. Yay. All day. Well, we have to thank Calixto Chinchilla, our guest. Thank you to all of our listeners. You guys have been leaving us some great reviews, sliding in our DMs, sending us your thoughts. We appreciate that. Continue it. We could use some more reviews. Do you know what number we're at? I think we're at 131. Oh, yeah, I haven't checked. Wow. Mr. Numbers, I've checked, and I think we can use some more. So please get on Apple Podcasts, leave us some reviews. We want Apple to know what we're doing. The only way for that to happen is if you tell them. So uh, on that note, thank you so much to everybody. We out! Oye, mijo, ¿qué show es ese que están escuchando? Tremenda vaina. Hola amigos y bienvenidos a Tremenda Vaina, el show donde escuchas cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro, solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? Nos puedes encontrar en tu plataforma favorita. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Suscríbete hoy. Y esto es Tremenda Vaina. Tremenda Vaina. There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more.